0: Welcome, everyone, to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am just joined by our podcast mom, Sharon. How are you doing, Sharon, on this uh, post-first round of World Cup qualifiers?
1: Hey! So, thank you, Luis. I'm doing well. I had a very full day and kind (laughs) of had a little bit of the same feeling when I watched the U.S.-El Salvador match and watched it go to a tie. I kind of had... Kind of that same feeling of, okay, they should have beat El Salvador. We have a really good record against them, but we didn't. <laughs> and it kind of brought back memories of kind of all the ties that we've had um, with Sacramento Republic, including the one we're going to talk about. Man, just it's like, I don't know of any team, Luis, and I, I honestly don't know of any team in USL that has accrued as many ties in the short amount of time as we've accrued ties it's just crazy isn't
0: it oh yeah it's something that i'm trying to remember uh in past seasons if we've ever had something like that but i don't think so i don't think we've ever had (laughs) so much like ties to choose from
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, this was a fancy tie this last this tie last night with the galaxy uh uh dos dos and us i mean because there was a lot of There were a lot of goals being scored and it was kind of fun because of the numbers, you know, the sheer volume of, of goal scoring. I mean, if this was football, the score is 21, 21, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, or something like that. So it was, it was fun. It was a good, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch some of the guys. um, And I don't know about you, Luis, but I know we'll get into it. I think Mario Panagos does bring a good dynamic to the team. I, I I'm liking him more and more every day, but I know uh, even the announcers said this, that, you know, they might be trying to save his legs for, you know, the weekend because we have another match on Sunday in Las Vegas, which is one of the reasons why Jared is not with us tonight. I kind of want to talk about that. Um, you know, Jared is getting himself ready and making sure that all of his ducks are in a row for the Las Las Vegas. He plans to travel to Las Vegas and so I think he's a little bit tied up, and then <laughs> we, we we did invite Crash Kick uh, on, but I think he's out to dinner, so I, you know, that was, so it's just you and me, Luis. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I gotta say, the, the World Cup qualifiers were a bit interesting. I, I've actually caught up with some of the, even the Conmebol qualifiers as well, and Ecuador-Paraguay was really crazy intense. They scored two goals, like, in an extra time, and It's so crazy, right? Because when you look at the qualifiers, every single point matters. And there's been some countries that they they don't make it because of goal differential. Like it's, it's I know. Wow. It's
1: It's crazy. You know, and I didn't see how the Canada Honduras match ended up. Did you you see um, who won that one?
0: Uh, I believe it was 0 0. So the funny thing (laughs) is that
1: (laughs) another tie.
0: (laughs) If Mexico wouldn't have scored that late goal they scored against Jamaica to, to beat them 2-1, everyone would have had one point. It would have been the, the most funniest thing to see all these teams, all eight teams have one point each.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That would just be so bizarre. Well, I'm kind of, you know, it's good for Mexico. Good, you know, that they that they came out with some points that way. So, good.
0: Yeah, And even for the U.S., I got to say that, I mean, it's not it's never easy playing in Central America and at El Salvador with the packed stadium like they did have today. I mean, that that is not an easy environment to be in.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I was watching that match and they had um, officers or, you know, policemen with shields in the corners to shield the our players, not so much their players, but our players from getting um, pelted with things and the fencing that they have around the field, the fencing goes up really, really high, but they still get, our players still get pelted with, you know, beer cups and, you know, bottles and things like that. But the the other thing, oh, just, just the smoking, Luis, <laughs> they still smoke in the stadium. And can you imagine going into, you know, we're so used to these pristine, Conditions in the USA, can you imagine guys who have never really had much international exposure or Central America, South America exposure going to one of these stadiums and just like going, oh, my goodness, they're smoking. (laughs) In the stands, they're smoking cigarettes and all the other things. It's probably something very eye-opening and an experience that they'll never forget.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely uh, you know, makes you think differently when you're actually going to the stadium here too. I, I think when I went to a game in uh, Tijuana, not not too long ago, too, I, I believe they were also smoking too in the stadium. And uh, you know, just one of those things where you, you go to any game international and you're like, well, you know, that's kind of how it is here. And yeah, it's it's sad, right? That you know the condition can't be the same. But uh, a lot of it is like, well, even if they try to enforce it they probably wouldn't care they probably would still like do it anyway and they, they wouldn't listen to them so <laughs> that's why they probably don't even bother to to do it because they're like yeah they're still gonna do it anyway they're not gonna care uh yeah and they're not gonna kick them out because the security is no. not gonna care
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's it's very different you know i i've never been to a match Um, in Mexico, I mean, except for, I mean, years ago when I played and traveled with a little team and we went to Guadalajara um, and some other little tiny stadiums um, to play some matches. And it was so hokey. It was so hokey. It was, it was incredible, but you know, we had fun and I'll never forget the experience. I mean, I, I still remember going out to this little tiny town of Tala outside of Mexico and it was a, a farming town. And so all the way there I remember watching the farm fields and looking at all the trash that was being tilled into the into the soil and thinking to myself wow that, it's just that's a lot of debris and trash that's being tilled into the farm soil but that's just what they did and then we get to the stadium and it was a combined you know it was a very uh, impo- it was a very poor town but they didn't that was how they lived it's not a problem the stadium doubled as the grazing location for their burros and other animals. I think there might've been a a cow in there too. So they had to shush the cow out, but they had been irrigating it so much that we couldn't play on it because it was mucky and the grass was really tall. I guess they really weren't expecting us uh, after all. (laughs) So we got a chance to see this uh, stadium, this arena, this, it was, it looked like a bullfighting arena because it was more circular than, but it was a soccer field. And it was an experience I will never, ever forget. And so we ended up just walking through the town. It was all dirt. There was no paved roads at the time. This is back in the eighties and just walking through the town and having a good time saying hello to the residents and the, you know, the people that live there. And it, it ended up being better that way than having to play a match. (laughs) There's no way we could have played a match in that. I mean, the sprinkle, it was a good story. It's a good story. I wish I had photos.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm trying to picture myself like at a stadium scene, a, a a donkey and a cow just randomly right there. Right. You're like, all right, well, once someone moves them, we'll be able to play. But <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> And then, and then they had to figure out how to move the, it, they had the irrigation system set up. There was something metal sticking up in the center of the field and they, it wasn't able to, we weren't able to move that. It was for the irrigate. So we just, we gave up. (laughs) But like I said, these are experiences I will never, ever forget, you know, and going out to the shoe factory outside of the town of Guadalajara uh, or near, you know, it was in the town of Guadalajara, but that's where they had three dirt soccer fields that we um, played on. There was a little bit of grass on one of them (laughs) and (laughs) it was, we'll have to talk someday that I'll have to share with you what that was like, because it was, It was unlike anything I've ever experienced, including being transported there from the hotel in a bus where the floorboards, they were hand-me-down buses from other countries and the floorboards were all worn away. So to be very careful where you put your feet and where you put your stuff, because you could see the road and, you know, as you're riding along, sitting down, if you look down through the floorboards, you could see the road because it was worn. Everything was worn
0: down. (laughs) Wow. I've been in a couple of buses in Mexico and I, I mean, they've been pretty nice. I have to say they've been nicer than ones I've been on here. So I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah. This was interesting. This was, this was definitely interesting. And nobody, I mean, we, they didn't have necessarily water bottles and we didn't think to go buy bottles, you know, gallon jugs of distilled water at the market. So we were drinking beer and Coke at the match to rehydrate <laughs> we're because we couldn't drink the water because everybody gets sick. Cause it's back in the eighties when the sanitation mm. wasn't hadn't caught up yet. <laughs> so <laughs> can you imagine you're so thirsty? You come off from play, <laughs> you drink beer or Coke. Those are the things that were still pure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the preferred fan drink, right? <laughs>
1: oh, And it was the good Coke, you know, the Coke made with sugar.
0: Oh, right. yeah. yeah. The, the old-fashioned
1: Coke, because they really, they did know how, they made good Coke back, they made good Coke in Mexico.
0: Oh, yeah. My, most of the soda, at least back then. I, I think now they've introduced high fructose corn syrup and all that, but oh, that's that's another story with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but and, yeah, so before we actually get to look at, at this game, too, um, just to remind everyone, if you're not following us on social media, Give us a follow, please, at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on there. Um, voting actually is going to be closing today as of our recording. So I can't even mention the scarves anymore. I'm going to tell you the votes uh, as the day goes on tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll oh figure my gosh. Out who won. I wish
1: I could have voted four times or five times for <laughs> scarf number four. I have a funny feeling <laughs> that one didn't make it. Doggone it. I love the stars.
0: I think it's gonna be a close one though. I think it's oh. gonna be close. I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of fours and a lot of sixes. So, yeah. Well, God,
1: is there a way that you could throw a star on the six if it wins? <laughs> Just yeah. those stars are so killer. It's part of our. It's part of our crest.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, add a star on there. Yeah. not <laughs> <Yeah, well. laughs> Anyhow. Well, 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 good we'll job on you. that.
1: <laughs> good job on that, on that contest, Luis. And, you know, I'm glad you'll be tallying and making the announcement soon. But yeah, you're right. We do appreciate people that follow us on the social media and listen to the podcast and tell your friends about it. And I know we need to talk about the match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but one more thing, if you guys want stickers, always you know where to find us, you know where to contact us. Well, find us at the stadium, I should say. (laughs) Uh, If you're going to be at the game at Las Vegas, by the way, and he hasn't confirmed yet, but I think he should have them, hopefully, unless the mail just like completely lost it. (laughs) Jared should have a good stack of stickers if you're going to the game in Las Vegas. Um, But be on the lookout on our socials uh, just to confirm that because I I send them out to him and at this point, I thought he would have gone them, but he hasn't told us if he got them today, but I'm hoping he would get them by tomorrow, hopefully, because he's going to be heading out there on Saturday, I think Saturday afternoon. So uh, be on the lookout on our socials if you're going to go uh, make the trip out or if you're from Las Vegas to Jennifer. Uh, our goal is for Jared to give you some stickers, so we, we got you. Uh, but anyone else who is from around that area as well, if, if you want some, uh, Check our socials and uh, find Jared (laughs) and hopefully he'll he'll have some there with him. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at this match, Sharon. Um, 3-3. It was a goal fest, as I said, the last time we also got a 3-3. And unfortunately, I think it's one of those things where I'm not as satisfied with the tie. I mean, it was great because we were so close to losing, but when you're actually winning throughout a good part of the match, right, when you got the 2-1 in your favor and things are looking pretty good, you kind of leave with, uh, like, dissatisfaction. And I-, I feel like we lost two points. We didn't gain a point. We, we lost more than we gained. Um, but, of course, right, I mean, if you would have given those those the three points, then we know how bad that would have been um, as far as standings go. So on that Definitely. note, I guess it wasn't too bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, when we actually went up to zero, cause we were up to zero initially that I, in my brain and it was early, I was thinking that is the most dangerous as much as I love scoring early and scoring a lot. That's a dangerous lead. They always say a two zero lead is dangerous because you have a tendency to relax a little bit and lose focus. So, and then sure enough, they scored.
0: Yeah. So if we break down the match, um, our first goal comes from a penalty kick that Cameron took, but looking at the play, it was a play where once again uh Penagos helps us get another PK. And I have to say this one wasn't like the other one, or it wasn't as much as the other one where I was like, Yeah, that, that's clearly not a penalty kick. This one, you know, I think I think that there oh it's was was clear were more oh, argument. I watched that yeah.
1: on the replays. Yeah, that's clear. He did not even <laughs> fake the go down. He he got he got shoved. So I'm kind of, I'm, I was very glad to see (laughs) the whistle go on that one.
0: Yeah. And, and glad that, you know, Mario, not, not just got us another PK, but I think as you mentioned a bit earlier, right? Like he's really showing us like the difference that he can make on the pitch. And when you got a player that can help you get some PKs and especially when they are PKs, right? Like was this case, I think it's really great and we need more players like that that are willing to go into the box willing to try to juke a player to do what it takes to you know try and get that PK because you know evidently if you're a player like that the PKs come and for Mario it's it's been you know two chances already too that have led to a PK and really great for us right because Cameron gets to score yet another goal uh, off a of PK, another well-shot PK. So two games where he has three PKs because he had two in this game, one in the past game, and I think all three were great. He shot him as you should, and we got to be really happy with Cameron. I think he's he's getting his group back on, and even throughout the game, I noticed that like he he was really looking a little different. He was like putting pressure up. He was falling back on a couple of plays. Like he he had a lot going on.
1: He had a lot going on. And, and, you know, I, it's funny because even the announcers were saying, I I don't know, we've got the other goal um, from Duke queued up, but um, the announcer even said, you typically don't have the same guy, take a PK, a second PK in a match. You know, once they've scored one, you mix it up and have somebody else take the second one. And so listening to that had me a little bit on uh, pins and needles, but then Cam just stepped right up and just did his job. And that's what, that just made me feel so good for cam and to know that he's got that confidence that he can do those sorts of things and that he still has that deep tank that you know he's known for that we we've talked about cam in the past of what what role is he playing is he this is he that is he playing a Um, just, you know, like a Rover remember back in the, oh, you don't, you're not old enough back in the day when I played, (laughs) there was a, there was a position called Rover where it was somebody that you didn't really give them any assignment, but they could go anywhere on the field and nobody cared, you know, because they realized that this person could run and run and run and run and run. It was kind of like Drew Scundrich last year. Mm. And it's almost (laughs) like, yeah. Cam is is kind of that guy. I mean, he's just like, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares if he drops all the way back into defense. And, you know, sometimes Derek Romella had done that, but we didn't get a chance to see him in this match. However, you know, all good. Cam Cam got a PK. Mario do, drew an honest foul. It was a good whistle, um, solid whistle. And it sounded like there were fans in the stands, but I guess that's just, you know, the staff or whatever, interestingly enough. And then Duke pounces on a free ball, um, which just was so good. You know, it was, he juked a player, he got wide open and had a beautiful shot, just a beautiful shot. Nobody could have saved that one.
0: Oh no, it was going right to the corner. And, uh, you know, I think it's great because I, I did know Duke had this in him, right? I was like, okay, great. Duke, you, you also can do some long distance shooting and it was great, and I'm glad that out of all of those those players, I mean, no one put pressure on him. Which I actually have to say, I was a bit shocked because we know those those we know they have usually players that are like just on you like constantly, right? Like, like just stuck to you like bubble gum, and so like they're always there. So I, I know. was really surprised they like they let I- him walk through. <laughs>
1: I know it almost, oh, I'm going to say this and I'm going to regret it. It almost looked like some of our defensive faux pas, you know, (laughs) Um, their defense kind of looked almost as holy as ours when we have let goals in like that. So, you know, if we were commentating on the opposite, you know, (laughs) if we're pro LA, man, they'd be, (laughs) they'd be hearing it the way we we say it against our own team. But in this case, we didn't have to say that except in the 32nd minute, (sighs) Ah, <sighs> something happened.
0: Yeah, we couldn't keep the 2-0 for too long. <laughs> no. Something happened, and again, it it was our, our defense that... Lost just, their
1: mark, uh, and yeah. it was Shannon. Shannon got lost. Shannon got lost. He didn't pick up the runner. Nobody turned around. Nobody turned around and saw the swivel. Nobody put the swivel on um, on their player.
0: Yeah, everyone yeah. was just focused on... The, the guy who had the ball and the that's ball. not, ball you don't do them.
1: Yeah. That's the typical ball watching. Yep. <sighs> and I'm, I'm trying to think if Andrew was making a late run back. Um, you know, we had Nabi in there and Nabi was uh, in between two. He was getting ready to do first defender, second defender, and he didn't get a chance to close. Um, you see, he, he went to take a step. Jordan McCrary slipped a little bit. And so he lost his mark on the right hand side. Their le- our their right our left hand side of the field Jordan's side he lost his mark and Nabi was kind of stuck in between he had nobody and he didn't have time to take a step towards the attacker but then our our other two back yeah I see uh, Andrew Andrew's coming back to help but it was uh, against the run of play the guys um, LA was able they were able to get our defense off off their foot in a sense.
0: Yeah. And it was a three on four plate too. It's like, oh, you can't get a goal scored on you when you have more players in your area versus them. And yeah, I don't know what was going on with Shannon. Uh, I don't know what, what, like he, he should have been not close to Dan, but why was he yep. so close to Dan? Like, I, I feel like you, you can't be that close to your teammate. The,
1: it was a, such a fast turnover, you know, um, early in the play, before they, you know, when they were, when they were bringing the ball down, it was a very, it was a very fast turnover. Um, And I don't think we had a chance to do the proper recovery. So they're going to be studying this um, play over and over and over is, you know, when the recovering run, the recovery runs, when there is a turnover, like what happened, they are going to be looking at this play. This is classic. One of those classic plays that you review over and over and over.
0: Yeah, I guess another get your oh, positioning. Yeah, yeah I, I guess maybe, I mean, since we're looking at it a little bit slower, too, but had Dan just maybe had he just done like two steps to the right, he could have left them in an offside position. Had he oh, I know. Just done that. But it's like, oh, yeah. I know it all happened so quick, but it's like, it, yeah, maybe, you know, if he if he maybe would have noticed that, you know, he had that player behind him, that's probably nobody turned he around. Done.
1: Nobody turned around. You see no player looking behind themselves. Shannon runs in front of a guy. So he doesn't see the 31. He didn't see that the 31 had snuck in. He was only, he only saw literally the, the 25, the number 25 for LA, you know, because he was running with him side by side earlier in the, on the pitch. So the 31 made a, a really good, Dan does look over his shoulder and he mm-hmm. sees the 25, but he doesn't see that the other guy had slipped in behind. So darn it, you know, just darn it, darn it. Uh, So if you look at Rafa's positioning, he was a little too far in front of the front post. I mean, yeah, granted he's in sort of the right position. He probably needed to be one or two steps back. Had he been one or two steps back, I think his, uh, his footing would have been better in making a save. Um, because he had to, he had to recover so quickly. There was nothing he could do when the ball came across, and the ball came. It went right back from the direction it came from, which is, you know, that's that's what you do when you're a striker or when you're finishing. You shoot the ball right back from in the direction it came from. In essence, they got a goal here, so now it's two one.
0: Yeah, so are uh, I gotta say too, like uh, I, I don't know if there was there was like a puddle. Right. And uh, I froze the image right where like uh, part of uh, Rafa's left foot is like stepping on that puddle. And I wonder maybe that also did some difference because then you see him slip through inside. Was that a puddle?
1: I don't know if that's a puddle or if it's a um, a dry area. You know, I don't know if it's if it's if it's a worn down area, because typically that part of in front of the goal is the most worn down spot you know, if they use it for training, that's going to be a war, the worn, I think it's worn down and they probably water the field. Cause they're all supposed to, by USL rules, they're all supposed to water the fields before they play. So if Rafa slipped, you know, that's a, that's a pretty typical thing to have happen. You know, they do, they do water the fields, poor Rafa. I hope he's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, And he landed right on the, on the track part. Right. It's like, Oh geez, maybe they, I don't, I mean, I, it's probably a small field, but I'm like, maybe yeah. they could have made that part still be with grass, right? Like, just-
1: And then look at the goal. That's a crappy goal. If you look at the bar, there's a there's a bar in support of the goal at the base, along the base. None of our goals. Oh, yeah. None of our goals in Sacramento have that. It's like, that's a dangerous setup. You see that bar? Do you see that yeah, bar? Yeah,
0: that's weird. He lands yeah, no, on that
1: not only did he land on the track, but he lands on the bar. Poor guy. Wow. <laughs> I hope we didn't come away with too many bruises, but thank God we have a really good trainer and physical therapist and, you know, everybody that help with helps with the recovery.
0: What, what was that bar doing there? Well, I'm, it's I'm a like support.
1: To, just to- it's a, it's a support. It runs crosswise and it's attached to both sides of, you know, the base of the, of the, of the goal.
0: Wow. Yeah. The first time I ever see that, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Like, what what are they doing down there? Like, what are they doing in LA with? with these yeah, things? did they
1: use a portable goal? Because see, the goal that <laughs> the goal that we have it's permanently affixed. Um, the front stanchion is in a hole, so it's not a goal you can roll. You have to pull it out of the hole, um, and I don't see that being this type of this type of goal. Looks like one you can move around. That's what happens when you're playing on a less than, you know, desirable location. So I just feel bad for poor Rafa. He lands on the ter- He lands on the track and then he <laughs> lands on the bar. Uh, anyhow, moving ahead to the next
0: goal. After yeah. halftime. So after, after halftime uh, came by two, Um We, we tried to, you know, have the, the two one for a little while, but, Unfortunately, I mean, they they kept having opportunities. they you know, all, all that, and I have to say the second half they they won the second half, right? I mean, they had more chances. they you know the, they knew they had to go all out, right? They wanted to the, to tie and then they ended up actually winning at some point. And so you know that their hard work paid off, and it, it was really um unfortunate too, but again, we I, I kind of saw it coming already. I mean, it wasn't really. A surprise there wasn't something that they didn't even deserve themselves um but the 79th minute comes the la player uh gives a pretty good cross but kind of funny because he also like slips with jordan right and they just kind of like whoops, just flops through. <laughs> but it was, it was a flop still, uh, it looked
1: like a dive it also looked like jordan you know uh threw him <laughs> but he didn't it's just like the player was trying to do whatever he could to draw a foul you know yeah (laughs) he literally clicked both of his feet up into the air and dove you know with the hopes of drawing a foul I thought that was interesting
0: and then I I mean I I don't know how uh, similar situation right to that first goal we were talking about right where we have more men out back they don't have that many and you would think oh well piece of cake right we should be able to uh, you know clear this ball out well we didn't and in this frame we uh, freeze here we have nine on four those, those players literally nine players nine of ours against four of theirs and unfortunately we couldn't do anything Dan loses his mark and you know just gives the guy a clear shot I think maybe Rafa could have probably also come out at that point as well I think he waited too long and so you know error upon error and it led to the goal and this yeah Rafa should have come out he 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 had i think plenty of time to uh to do that but at the same time i mean maybe he was expecting Dan to clear it out and you know by the time he saw it it was like oh wait it's already there but
1: yeah he may have expected Dan to clear it out or he may have expected Shannon to tuck on under quicker you know because it, 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 it's you typically don't want your big center defender to always have a man on man on him. Um, you kind of almost want others to, you want to have at least one of your main tough defenders free. You don't. And in this case, Nabi was free and Dan ended up having to pick up the mark. Um, but in the true way of zone you want to have some you just don't want to bog down you don't want to have a one-on-one defensive going on with every one of your defenders you know what i mean um because that puts them the attackers in a numerical superiority because they have the advantage going to goal because you can't you can't foul the player you know there's all these little complex little intricacies on Uh, making sure that you have at least one of your main defenders free like Dan or Nabi in this case you wanted somebody else you need somebody else to pick up a mark so that the big defenders are available for you know the tough stuff anyhow it it happened poor Rafa almost got trampled. you know you could see him um you know almost like hey mercy mercy and the guy did a pretty good job trying to stay off of him and You know, Rafa pushed him off a little bit, but um, yeah, they got a goal. So now it's tied.
0: Yeah, now it was tied. And uh, it was one, like I said, it was one of those things that we kind of already expected would happen because they (laughs) just kept getting opportunities. But it, it doesn't hit you right until they actually do score. And you're like, oh, okay, now we have to make sure that we keep this tie because. We got a team that is now on the roll, and you know how it goes, right? When you have a team that scores so late and, and they finally get what they want, they're going to keep at it until they get that winning goal because they have that momentum in them, and you're over here all like, oh, all like shocked and all that.
1: Here we are, 2-2 two, two tied. You know, we're thinking we can hold it. I'm hoping we can hold it. It's like I'm thinking to myself, ah. And we can do this eight more minutes. We can score. We could score or, you know, we can hold the tie. And then guess what happens? 82nd minute. I thought that dude was offside. I honestly thought he was offside. My sister says, why did Rafa get a yellow card? And it's kind of like you have to, if the, if the referee calls a PK in the box, because that's what happened. I thought the dude was, oh no, he is onside. Dan put him on.
0: Yeah. Dan, again, uh, Dan had something to do on the three goals. I mean.
1: Yeah. But Nabi lost him. Nabi lost him. Nabi let him get him get let the defender get on the inside or let the attacker get on the inside shoulder. Dan should have picked him up, but Dan stood for a minute and didn't track that guy. I think he was hoping for a call. See Dan froze. And then it's too late at this point point. and he's got his hand up. No, he doesn't have his hand up. I was thinking he was like trying to get the, the whistle, the call, but it just didn't happen that way. It didn't go down. And then dear, sweet Rafa, you know, he's halfway in no man's land, tried to make himself as big as he possibly could. I thought he got part of the ball and he did, but he also took down the player, which led to Rafa getting a yellow and the player or being awarded the team being awarded a penalty kick and LA converts it.
0: And I have to say, the, the commentary for all of us, well, we all watched it on, on ESPN Plus, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> um, the, they were asking for a red card, which I was like, how is that a red card when you got Dan right there? He was not the last man.
1: Was not the last man. You not when right. the contact
0: happens, at least, right? So it's no. like, uh, I don't know, you guys were being a little too uh, uh, you know, supportive of your home team. <laughs> so Uh,
1: yeah the espn but that we had kqca so we had kevin goldthwaite and robin callister and they were definitely on our side saying he got ball there was he did make contact with the ball it's true rafa did get he did change the direction of the ball but he also took the player down in the process so
0: okay great so you guys you guys didn't have to put up with uh ESPN. The commentary and yeah, yeah oh, I, I need to get my local channels i need to just yeah i i, I just uh, the more i watch away matches where you got some commentary that isn't all that great it's like oh no no <laughs> but yeah rafa came out and i think it's one of those things where when that happens more often than not you're gonna have the referee actually call it a pk uh, it's very rare that the referee doesn't call that a PK, especially in a world with no VAR, <laughs> as we know in the USL. I mean, yeah. you, you're the player, and you're probably gonna get your PK. Uh, I mean, we we saw it last week with Pinagos and that play that <laughs> that's all right. that went down, and uh, thankfully, you know, VAR was not there, and so that's that's one time when we were pretty thankful for that because otherwise he would have gotten a yellow card, but. In this case, this happened. And once that went on, I was like, oh, no. There, And I, 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 part of me was like, I want to be a little confident. Rafa's pretty good. I think you can actually block this. Come on, Rafa, you got this. And oh, right. uh, he got scored on in the worst possible way you can get scored on. Uh, and that is by getting the uh, all-time famous Panenka shot where, you yeah. know, you just... They just lift it up a little bit high and there you have it, right to the center. And it's like, oh as a goalkeeper, I I, I mean, I, I'm not a goalkeeper myself, but I can imagine that that's the worst way you can get a goal scored on is like that. Cause it's right? almost like <clears throat> like a joke. It's almost like you were just like like you were the clown in the exactly. In the goal net. You got played. Yeah. You got
1: played because they know that the keeper's gonna pick a side one or the other. And, you know, chances are the keeper's going to dive to the side where players shoot to more frequently, which is the right side, because it's right footed players have a tendency to shoot to the right. when a lot of players are right footed. So, you know, keepers have learned to dive left. And so Rafa chose left and the ball went straight down the middle, which was like, oh, so it didn't matter which way he dove. The ball went straight down the middle. He would have scored no matter what unless Rafa stood his ground and just waited that one half second.
0: Yeah. And, and it's always, I think it's one of those things where when our goalkeeper actually doesn't move, right. If the shot does go left, right. You end up saying, Oh, you should have probably moved. And right. why did you just stay standing right there? So I I feel them, right. Like it, it must be really yeah. complex to to say like, well, should I stay in the middle? Should I not? And when they do stay in the middle, it's like, they're fearing this might happen. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I've always said that just being a goalkeeper is, is a crazy position. I got to say. I
1: not want to do it. <laughs> I've yeah. done it. I've had to play goalie Ooh. <laughs> and I'm not nice when I'm a goalie. <laughs> I'm not nice to my own players. I mean, I chide them, you know, Get out of the box, get forward, you know, get back to your positions, jog, jog, jog. It's like, nah. I'm kind of I'm glad I don't play anymore. And a lot of people are probably glad I don't play anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And you have to be that way, right? Because you're like, hey, yeah. I'm the one get gonna, I'm the one that's gonna get the like talk after the game. I'm probably gonna get the blame for a lot of things. So hey, please like help me out here. Like I can only do so much.
1: Yeah. But we gotta get to that play. And I know, I know that you know, we're going to get to the equalizer here, but that play that Jordan McCrary made that defensive save that, that play was on fire. It should go down. ESPN needs to pick that up as a save of the week, you know, a non-goalkeeper field save that, that what Jordan McCrary did is classic defender, like, if there's a 100 series in learning defense, a 200 series and a 300 series where 300 being the most difficult, Jordan did the 300 series and made it look like a 100 series. Jordan did something that every keeper dreams his defender will do. And that is cover the goal when, he, you know, when there's trouble. And Jordan did everything flawlessly, perfectly. It was a total Kristen Lilly experience and i'm sure jordan is going to be flying high on that i mean if the dude watches himself over and over and over in the 55th minute and watches what he did this is incomparable it's so athletic it's so unbelievable and it's such a 300 series um defender field save it's incredible incredible
0: Oh yeah. I, I tweeted on there Twitter. Uh, I, I retweeted the play there. And uh, I mean, I call it save of the season, there's no yeah. way that any, I don't even think not just Republic wise. Right. But I think in the whole USL, that it's shot the, was yeah. crazy. I don't this even know how ESPN. I did it.
1: I know ESPN, they need to ship this straight to ESPN and let it get aired over and over and over again. This needs to even go to Europe and just say, we have a guy that can do this. What do you got? You know? <laughs> Yeah, and just incredible. It's incredible. I mean, even his little feet afterwards, because he was he had gotten himself so high up to save that ball. His little feet were all like bada, 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 you know, almost like he had done a cartwheel, but it wasn't a cartwheel. It was amazing, <laughs> Jordan. I hope you listen to this, and you know that we appreciate you so much for doing the cover. You know, uh, where you cover for your keeper because your keeper always is covering for you you know, and to have somebody come back and cover the keeper, that's a phenomenal, that's, like I said, that's field player 300 or defender 300 series, yep.
0: Yeah, Uh, this is why Jordan is one of my favorite players because, I mean, this guy is not, he's not afraid of doing things like this, right, and of running so much and of, like, putting pressure on other players, on the referee, on on his own teammates, right? Like, we, we know how, Loud he is and how like communicative he is, right? On the pitch, and you always so need lucky. guys like them.
1: We're so lucky to have Jordan McCurry. We're so lucky, you know. We got rid of a, a couple guys last season, but thankfully we kept you know someone like Jordan mccurry and that's just like quality, just quality. So glad we have him. Anyhow, we should probably talk about the, <laughs> the next goal that we scored where we did equalize. But we could talk for days on Jordan McQuarrie, couldn't we, Luis?
0: Oh yeah, we we could definitely. And uh, I I really don't know how Seattle Sounders kind of just let him go because he should be a Sounders player right now. Where we might have him have him as a loan and like a knobby situation, right, where he kind of is loaned out to us and he's really with them and they call him up constantly and all this and that. And hopefully that doesn't happen now here. Now that I'm saying it, but. But if it does happen, we'll be really happy for Jordan because he should be playing in the MLS. He should not be in our league right now. That's all I got to say. And after watching that play, I know his agent is going to have quite, quite a bit of highlights this season. And this has got to be one of those highlights that is number one if they're putting the top 10 or something.
1: (laughs) Yep. That is just his aerial, you know, for, for the hype that he has his leaps i've seen him out jump defenders just uh, or attackers from the other teams just to clear a ball out or just you know he's just he's a smart he loves his sport you could tell he plays like i said there are players that play with joy and jordan is one of them he plays with so much joy he loves the sport loves it just loves it
0: and just the vision he had right you could tell like he starts moving out back because he's like He's about to shoot. He notices Rafa's a bit out. He already yeah. kind of anticipates the play. He's like, this is gonna happen. Yeah. Let me be yeah. right there. Starts to get his head like strong, right? Because that's a really strong shot, right? You gotta yeah. be ready. And the guy doesn't even like get knocked out. Like he he stands up and he's still like, all right, all right, let's let's go, let's go, right? Like I'm yeah. like, whoa, after I mean, I, I could just say, I-, I mean, if any one of us had that, we'd probably be knocked out. Yeah. Don't wake me up until tomorrow. Kind of. a thing. <laughs> I'm <done>. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Head injury. Yeah. Good night, yeah. Luis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. But I'm glad you, you brought it up because yeah, that, that play was, I think better than any goal that was scored in this match. I got to say yeah. I mean, that that was, that was a deep so here, goal. <laughs> here we go. We get
1: to have another PK.
0: Yeah. Another PK. And then this one, I mean, it was clear, clear as day, right? Like, clear penalty. And I got to say though, that the referee should have pulled that yellow card and it would have been a double yellow on this guy. Yeah. He didn't do it, but it should have been, I I don't know how he didn't do it because it was a really clear PK. Like there, even the commentary, uh, the local commentary, I should add also said the same thing that it was a clear penalty kick, which I was like, all right, about time they're unbiased. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was a clear PK. And also a yellow card because that should have been a a yellow a yellow card, but it wasn't. <sighs> it was none of the above. So that was in the eighty eighth minute, just just barely into the eighty eighth minute. And sure enough, we have the maestro, or is uh, Jared calls him? Oh gosh, what does he call him? Uh, goat, goat, goat or sauce, salsa? Goat, salsa. Yeah. yeah, goat salsa steps up. <laughs> That's camelwasa, Goat salsa.
0: Steps up, and again, greatly shot right to the corner. Like, he, you could tell he's been practicing these, I think, for a while since he knows, like, hey, I'm the PK shooter here. Like, let me just make sure I practice so much. Because he he always, I think, has been shooting them, like, right where the goalkeeper can't get to it. And that's where you're supposed to put (laughs) it at.
1: I know. Unlike Derek Farmela's last couple ones that were either saved, but, you know, one of them, thankfully, Derek, put away on a you know he missed the keeper got it but it deflected right back to Derek and he put it away but Cam's not that guy Cam is gonna sink a Cam is sinking our PKs for us so thankfully so now it's all tied up and that's how the game ends
0: yeah it ends in in a tie which was you know again I mean it, it wasn't what we wanted because we were winning throughout the match but at the end of the day. It would have been pretty bad had we lost uh, not so much because we would have lost three points, right? And not gained a point, but because yeah. those is like so dangerously right there, which now that I mentioned that, let's go ahead and look at the standings as much as, as much as it's getting really complex and the situation is actually getting pretty intense and um, getting
1: farther and farther away for us. It's out of reach. We're seven points out
0: yeah and and then in this just last hour uh Tacoma actually played against the lights and we wanted the lights to win this match unfortunately they didn't and Tacoma actually won it 2-1 and now it's even worse than it was three hours ago um and that that was my worst fear is like please Las Vegas at least tie with them nope they didn't do that and so If we look at the table, we got Phoenix first place, 20 matches played, 41 points. Loyal with 21 and also Orange County with 21 matches played, both have 30 points. Now Tacoma Defiance with one less match than we do in fourth place has 30 points. So we got a triple 30 point tie between second to fourth place. And then we're sitting in fifth place tied with Los Dos with 23 points. So this is why... I referenced as to why that point I think was better than losing against them. Not that it was much more valuable for us getting a point, but because of the situation where you have them right there next to you. Um, and it doesn't even get bad there because in seventh place, you got the roots with 20 points, but they have. Excuse two me. Games. They're
1: not just the roots, they're the freaking red hot roots right now. They're red yeah. hot.
0: They're oh, red yeah. hot. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I, they, they've they learned and, and I'm sure their pitch has gotten better. Maybe that's what was <laughs> affecting them. I'm sure with all the traveling and all the different changes of venues and all that. But they're in that situation where, you know, we got them two matches behind us. If they continue this streak and they get two more games, one, they're going to be three points above us. And that that could very well happen when you got a team like that. And in last place, you got the lights with uh, one more game than we do, 17 points. Uh, They're starting to trail behind, but we can't get too confident because if we lose the next match, suddenly you got them just three points away from you. So it's getting to that point where, you know, it's back to being pretty competitive down there, but not just that, but also fourth place is starting to drift away as, you know, the matches go on. And at this point, right, I mean, we got them seven points away from us and they still have one more game to play. They win that. And now suddenly Tacoma is 10 points away from us.
1: Yep. I look at the roots and the amount of green. (laughs) When I look at the standings on the USL website right now between Tacoma and Oakland, they are the most in the last five games, the most wins of anybody, of anybody in our division. They've got each of them in the last five games. They each have four wins. And that's why I say red hot, you know, those teams are just freaking red hot. And uh, we have a, we have a ways to climb. We've got to climb. We've got a, we've got a lot of work to do. You know, Mark Briggs continues to say, he trusts the players. He trusts the process. He trusts the system and he's very, very trusting. And he's, also, I think there's some uh, alluding to he's fortunate that he has um, now other guys that he can put into different position or put into the positions, you know, subbing sort of a thing, because you've got a couple games um, coming up like quick for the guys. They have a Sunday match and then they have a um, oh, gosh, how does this one go? They've got a Sunday, a Wednesday uh, and a Saturday, something yeah. like that so it's a lot of games in a short amount of time and we've done this before and our guys just have to buckle down you know our guys have to really really want to play for the crest you know malik foster's looking great um uh we've got Quayo K- Koyo coming in and looking good you know we've got some guys looking pretty good we just need to oh We need, we need these next three games as hard as it is. We need, we need wins. We need wins. We need more points than, than one.
0: Oh yeah. We need to stop buying so many ties because we already have enough suits to last for a long time. I'm like, all right, we're good.
1: good." Yeah. We're, we're good. Enough ties already. Start (laughs) winning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened with the roots. I mean, they have so much green. It's almost like that pitch that the blue clues field is like <laughs> reflecting now on their stats. Right. I don't know. That, right. That's, that's a it's magical like, field.
1: <laughs> yeah. Green, 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 lots of green. Hey, they're buckling down. They believe they're believers. They're all believers. They're playing for the crest. They're playing for Oakland roots. First time in the USL. And it's a real special feeling, you know, when you're a first time squad and you know, they've got, they've got great. They've got a good vibe going on now. So
0: a lot to respect. Uh, and and then we'll, we'll be looking forward to seeing them actually play tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow they play against the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, right? So an outside rival. And they actually have right. to travel to Florida, too. So we'll see how how that goes down. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play against them because Phoenix actually also played against Tampa Bay. And I believe they didn't do as great. I think they had to get a tie against them over there. So okay. um, well, we'll see. Hopefully Tampa Bay, please. <laughs> there was a miracle here, and, uh, and luckily it's an, a, a rival that isn't in our group. So, you know, it's three points that are going elsewhere, and Tampa Bay is actually second place in their division. So, it's going to be quite a test for them. If they manage yeah. to beat them, then ooh, watch out! Yeah, right? they're, they're going to yeah. be on the roll. Well,
1: I mean, we but after Las Vegas, we've got to go to El Paso. So, I mean, we're not; they're not. We're traveling too <laughs> uh, in short order. So, you know, and then and then we bring a, a team eventually on the 18th, we bring another out of conference team to play play us uh, San Antonio. Damn it, Mitch. Anyhow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but, but we have uh, Cuello, though. Maybe he maybe he's a little yeah. bit like resentful at the fact that they let him go. midseason, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that could be very well true. Anyhow, so we have a lot to look forward to, and when is our next podcast, Luis? Will we be covering after Sunday, after the Las Vegas light? So if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know just make sure you stay tuned in because we're going to be um, also after after Sunday's match against Las Vegas. We're going to be talking about that match for sure, no matter what happens.
0: Yeah, so the the following podcast, and we're going to try our best to, you know, get get it scheduled on on Monday, get it recorded, and I'll I'll try my best to have it up. And so you guys could start listening on on Tuesday because, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to hear Jared's experience, right, at at Las Vegas, too. And we'll try to get Jennifer back, right, as our correspondent in Las Vegas (laughs) to let us know how Jared was like and, you know, how... (laughs) Did, did he get his uh, uh, jaritos? that, you know, what, what was he up to o- over there too? So we'll get their stories and hopefully they improve the cameras. Hopefully someone bought him a brand new iPhone 12 that they could just use as <laughs> as a camera instead of their older cameras there that they have. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. Apparently Jared also told us, uh, I haven't really read more into it, but they're going to have a $5,000 drop. I have time. We're not sure if they're going to bring back the helicopter or what's going to go down, but (laughs) I'll be really curious to hear that story from uh, Jared. And hopefully they they pass some clips uh, on, on TV and we get to see some of that. But we'll be really curious if Jared actually happens to get anything, right? If he happens to get a dollar or something and whatnot. So
1: Hey, Jared needs to be able to fly first class to all these matches that he wants to go to. So he needs to be part of, you know, scrambling and getting some of those dollars so that you know the first class is a little easier on him, you know. He does He's, want to do
0: that. I don't know if you yeah. read his message, right? But he wants to actually fly yeah. first class.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I hope he gets to. Anyhow, good old Jared. Um, he'll be back with us for the for the next podcast. We we imagine we might even have crash. Uh, joining us uh, at an upcoming podcast <laughs> crash is always fun um, you know we do funny things in the background we'll message each other while we're on the podcast <laughs> so we this is this is a really good group you guys this is a really good podcast this we're very true truthful and you know and in our, our own editorial way we're 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 just like any other fan but we we have a tendency to talk a little bit about
0: it anyhow so <sighs> one last thing before we say goodbye for tonight um yes. i have to give a shout out to connor he sent us a message that he listened to our most recent podcast and like he's listened to a lot of our podcasts so thank you so much connor we really appreciate you listening to us and i know sometimes we like uh, like send you a message through here i know sharon last podcast we wanted to know more about coach and we had a <laughs> thing that went on there too so Thank you for uh, listening to us. Really appreciate that. And so, yeah, uh, that was a really great surprise that that I got when I saw the message. I was like, oh, hey, look, Connor sent us a shout out.
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. So, so Connor, I listen to you too. And especially there, there are some, uh, you know, the little short ones that you do. I really enjoy those. And uh, these podcasts make uh, my trash cleanups go a whole lot easier because I'll just plug in and pick up trash in the neighborhood and just listen to podcasts while I'm picking up trash. And the next thing, you know, I've gone 2.6 miles or three miles of trash cleaning and got caught up on all my podcasts. So so let's just keep on the communications and thank you so much Connor and we'll continue to feed you our questions through <laughs> through our podcast. It's like Connor, can you ask about, you know, ask a little bit more about the trades, ask about something, anything. You know, give us give us some juice here. We we love it. We love hearing from you.
0: Yeah, and and of course, uh shout out to everyone who listened to our two part episode podcast that we had right episode 45 and 46 where we talked about the last game and our thoughts and then the actual game like it, it's really great we're, we're, we really appreciate that you all took the time out of your busy day to hear our thoughts specifically too because you did have the option right if, if maybe you didn't want to hear our thoughts you just wanted to hear our thoughts on the actual game then you had that uh, but thank you so much to everyone who listened also to our actual thoughts and, and us basically b- venting for the time that we were on there and all that. That was really great. And, you know, it, it was a really long um, like episode. And, and if you want to listen to it, I mean, again, episode 45, the one that's titled Our Thoughts on the Bad Air Game Part 1 we actually talk about our thoughts about everything that happened before the game and, and whatnot and uh, other situations as well there too. So if you want to listen to that, we don't talk really about the actual game. So that's more of a podcast that lives on. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you want to listen yeah. to one and, and you know, you, yeah. you don't want to wait for the next one right now. You're like, I want to hear something else. That's not, doesn't feel like it's too old. Well, you've got that one and you can hear all that happened and and Sharon's story too about being at the game uh on an episode 46 and how it was like and i hope you're feeling better sharon i hope that that that's all been left in saturday's match and that you don't have any more effects of of that game
1: <laughs> what about getting booted from my seat
0: <laughs> oh no i i meant well i mean there's that too right but i meant more so on the air quality right and i know that the, the oh, more yeah. health effects you were having that on sunday yeah
1: too. Yeah, the eyes and the lungs and all that other stuff. Yeah, I went for a bike ride earlier this week, a, a pretty good one, and I was able to do a sprint um, for part of the bike ride. So I think I'm I'm recovered. Okay. Thank you. Yeah,
0: glad to hear that, and I'm glad everyone could, could hear that because I, I listened to the episode again. And I was like, oh no, like that that was it's pretty dire, right? But I'm glad that <laughs> that things got better and that you know that that I just awesome.
1: hope the I hope the players are okay. I mean, it's never easy playing in better quality. It's never easy playing in the heat. You know, there's just so many different conditions, but I mean, that's what they sign up for. I mean, they want to play soccer and you're going to be playing in California. You're going to be playing in Las Vegas. <laughs> you're going to be playing in these places where it's just like the weather won't cooperate. So you just, you, you know, that's why these high performance athletes get treated the way that they do. Um. So just hope they're feeling better. And Hey, Luis, I'm looking forward to watching the Game Against the Lights on television this Sunday. Are you?
0: I am, too, uh, just to watch Sacramento, but I'm not really looking forward to the commentary or the camera quality, as I said earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, or the angles of the camera, too. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Hopefully Jared can give us like a, a live feed or something like pull this one out, 5G, right? Good old 5G that I don't have yet on my phone. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and that's so funny. Guess. I know, right? <laughs> um but but yeah no like you mentioned I, I am also with the players too I think if I was a player myself I would still want to play even if the quality was bad because you just love your sport that much that you'll play in any condition I remember playing in conditions where it was like pouring rain but I was still like I still want to play like I'm still gonna play and this is just like you know just recreation just out, out with friends and all that and <laughs> didn't really yeah. care too much about that but hey next year we get Monterey Bay you know that's going to be really good weather constantly like it's going to be a really oh great God. place to travel so to so many
1: people it's going to be like we're going to cram into their stadium cuz we're, we're going to be there everybody's going to be like I'm three day vacationing in Monterey and going to watch Sacramento play Monterey that's going to be such a blast
0: yeah oh yeah that's yeah. that's going to be that's going to be myself actually if, when i go to that game i'm definitely spending the night over there
1: yeah i just wish You know, I don't know if I can take this derelict old cat with me. My God, she! I can't leave her alone for that length of time.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, this was great, Sharon. I'm glad that, you know, you decided to to spend time after 9 p.m., right? We're now getting closer to 11 p.m. mark. And I'm glad that you were on so that way we can have this podcast up ready for people to listen to because we have a game on Sunday. This was great. Thank you for spending this Thursday night here.
1: All right. You are welcome. And thanks for always being the backbone of the podcast and look forward to having Jared on the next one or whoever, you know, it's always nice to kind of mix it up and get other hosts in.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I know everyone, I know you missed your USL Unsolved Mystery, but Jared will hopefully be back on the next one. And if he's not on, I'll ask him, Hey, what, what was that USL Unsolved Mystery you wanted to talk about? And I'm sure it's going to be Vegas theme probably because he's going to be at the game. So yeah we'll we'll see great well everyone have a good morning have a good night have a good evening good afternoon (laughs) whenever you're listening to this show we really appreciate it thank you so much for always supporting us and for listening to our shows and watching our live shows as well have a great night and we'll see you next week here on stay of the republic podcast good night oh i just realized i I stopped sure i didn't actually stop recording (laughs) i was like why why didn't i get the Recording has stopped. <laughs> you have to hit the button. You know, if <laughs> can you imagine if I take my cat?
1: Oh, that would be. I need a camper. I need to teach her how to be a camper. You know, so I can take go places. And right now, I'm a nursemaid. I digress. <laughs> that doesn't need to be on the podcast. I'm sorry, Louise.
0: Bloopers, bloopers. That, that's that's what no. I that's what I hear every time. <laughs>
1: Not even bloopers to talk about my cat. Ugh. Anyhow.
0: Okay, there we go. I'll eventually tell Zoom, make a button. Put it on there. <laughs> have it say record. Put it, like, right in the middle. Make it easier on us, please.
1: Yeah. Come on, Zoom. You need a red record button that's right dead center. So so that we can all say, recording in progress.
0: Oh, that's a nice hat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was just sitting here. I figured you've got a hat on. I'll put a hat on. So if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, Luis has his Okay. So Luis, the way he wears his hat, sometimes he wears it in the typical Vato style. He had it kind of kicked up a little bit. The brim is kicked up and uh, I have a bucket hat on. (laughs) So Luis is the boss and I'm the bucket. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, well, yeah, that, that was, a, that was a fun, I was like, wait, you're putting something on. I don't think I've ever seen you with that hat or, or, or with that style of hat too. And I was like, okay, we're ready for a picnic. Let me go grab on another hat too. <laughs> I'll go grab a baseball cap. Um, like yes.
1: a, <laughs> what is it? Almost 10 o'clock at night. And we said, we're ready for a picnic <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pulling a Jared. Jared, if you listen to this podcast, I'm pulling a Jared. I'm actually sitting on my bed doing this podcast from the bed so that I can just my alarm is set for the house, the cat's already asleep. And so Jared, this is in honor of you, man, that you could make it for tonight's broadcast. I'm I'm in the bed. I'm in the bed. I'm on the bed. Not in it, on it.
0: All you need is a culture as well, right?
1: (laughs) I need a kilt lift of beer, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well,
0: wait, Jared. When Jared's not on, we make sure that we somehow have him on indirectly. So, <laughs> wait, not not tomorrow on on Sunday. I think right. we were Saturday already. Uh, they play against them, so we'll, we'll see how they do. We'll see. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong one again. I think that was Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, okay, yeah, I was right. I was right the first time. <laughs> so <laughs>